getting a divorce. We are not getting a divorce. Hey, I can't start the show with that. Welcome to Super Divorce Supercast. I'm Nicholas Villars. I'm your vocalist. I am Robert S. Tallman Jr. I am the guitar player. And I am Dale Richard Hupke Jr. And I'm the bass player. I'm Bender and I play drums. Bender Jr. Bender Jr. <laughs> yeah, I'm Bender Jr. and I play Dale drums. Jr. We've never really talked about that before. Yeah. I, I actually have. Dale <laughs> told me, he's like, oh, you're a junior, I'm a junior too. Yeah. Well, I mean, but the whole, like, Dale Jr. is oh, a celebrity. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Dale, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's yeah. really good at turning left. He's Dale super <laughs> good at driving fast and turning actually, left. Actually, I hate to play devil's advocate. He's okay at turning left. <laughs> he's not the best. Yeah. He's pretty good. He doesn't, right. he doesn't live up to his father's right. name. He's no, no he's no Jeff Gordon. Let's just say that. <laughs> Which I was, I'm not a huge NASCAR fan, but uh, I, I heard that Jeff Gordon... Almost won the championship this year, and it was his last year. He's oh, gonna, really? He's, he's retiring. retiring, I think. And right down to the wire, he was mm. in there to possibly win the uh, the Sprint Cup in his final season, but well, evidently it didn't Pulling the car out. into the garage for the last time. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, I used to be a huge NASCAR fan, but even as a child, probably at like seven or eight years old, I lost interest when it went from the Winston Cup to the Excel <laughs> Cup. <laughs> like, yeah, you were like, I was just this. like, no more cigarettes? Fuck <laughs> this. There's no tobacco tie-ins. Yeah, I'm out. I was, I was yeah. done. Hmm. Although, when I was... I, I do remember to, the Winston Yeah, me too. <laughs> I went to my first race when I was three years old. Yeah. And I liked, I remember, well, I liked Dale Earnhardt. Mm-hmm. Just because his car was black, yeah, I didn't know that he was one of the greatest. Yeah, but my parents sent away the our ticket stub from from that race to Dale Earnhardt, and a couple weeks later, we got that ticket stub back in the mail, and it was signed by Dale. Do Earnhardt. you still have it? Uh, I think so. My dad oh. should have it at the house. Yeah, yeah. I've heard going to the actual races is like amazing. It is. It's cool. Yeah. I was just gonna cool. say that there's. It's extremely boring to watch on television cars yeah. just go around in a circle, but when, you, when you're when you there in person and you hear the revving of the engines, and it's, it's so damn loud. Yeah. And it's so, it, the you know, seeing the cars whiz past, because you don't get a sense of the speed when you're watching it on TV, because the cameras kind of follow them as they're going, but if you're sitting in a turn, or even, like, especially on a straightaway, man, this thing's... Zoom past you and it just blows your dick off. That's I have to awesome. say, I didn't even realize that it wasn't called the Winston Cup anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I remember from being a little kid. Yeah, when it, when it you said the Winston Cup for like 15 years. Yeah, well, when you said while. that Jeff Gordon was hanging in there, I was yeah. thinking, oh, he almost won the Winston Cup, but I guess that's not. <laughs> it was the Winston, the Winston Cup, Cup and then it was the Nextel Next Cup. And, and then it was the, the Sprint Nextel Cup, and now it's. Just the Sprint Cup. Yeah, because Just Sprint bought Nextel. Okay. Yeah. So. I remember Nextel commercials on NFL games. Yeah. Yeah, the little... The walkie-talkie yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think those are still... 
I can't believe. I will hear those every now and then. Yeah, yeah. you hear them. Yeah, you have a cell phone. A cell phone is. I'll hear like uh, if you're if you're around contractors. That's yeah, where I was I gonna say only yes. on a on a job site would that be really useful to where you have a phone that they're still like flip phones and yeah. they can be run over by like tanks <laughs> and they don't they don't blow up or anything. So yeah. it's, you just pull out your little flip phone and beep beep, you know. Bring the bulldozer over here now, because <laughs> that's how contractors talk. Yeah. I have just like this. Yes. Um, well, first of all, I guess we'll get to band stuff, and we don't really have a lot going on right now. Uh, <laughs> we're still so depressing. <laughs> we're still waiting on uh, our album to be uh, mixed, and we will. Uh, definitely let people know when that's finished because we want people to hear it. And um, <laughs> we worked really hard on it. Yeah. We worked really hard, and uh, yeah. Now I feel like I, I don't know. I, I finished vocals pretty quickly, and I suppose I could have taken a little more time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, now that I, yeah, I I have. I will say that. If I had another day or two to work on guitars, I probably would have added a little bit more, but then again, you can continue to add stuff and make something worse, yeah. as evidenced by the special editions of Star Wars. <laughs> so, we don't want to go too overboard with you know the extra stuff. Or it could have been a lot better, so you might be getting... <laughs> <laughs> just, There's a good thanks chance for planting that seed in my brain. Yeah, the, the um, CD could have been better. Wait for our album because uh, you will be getting an unfinished product, <laughs> and you'll be able to tell. Very well, low, very low quality. We um, could uh, we could schedule another day with Jack and uh, and uh, add some more stuff. I don't know if that would throw the mixing process off, but I don't know. Probably I don't really add about another month or so. Yeah, I don't think we want to do that. <laughs> it's probably. Okay. What we could do is get the final mixes back and then open the songs in GarageBand on Mac and then let overdub yeah. really <laughs> shitty stuff. Just With our mouths. Yeah. <laughs> you want to add a drum part? Yeah. <laughs> There should have been electronic drums in this one. Can you do that? That's, that's kind of one of the the banes of uh, being a musician, though. You never feel like you're uh, 100% satisfied with your product sometimes. I feel like you it's always, any artistic pursuit, yeah. really. You always feel like you could have done more, added more, been a little bit more creative or something, so... I'm a, I'm very happy with what we did, so it, it, and I think people are gonna like it. Well, so. I just had that feeling yesterday when I finished my uh, Jar Jar Binks portrait. <laughs> <laughs> so is there something else I, I thought that was I'm, honestly it was fantastic. As far as <laughs> as far as your sketches go, that was po that was the most impressive yet. I, well, I that, see, it. then I'm then I'm uh, getting into territory I don't want to be in. Yeah, you don't want supposed to look good. <laughs> Well, it looked shitty enough, but yeah. Also, it it was a uh, it did the character justice because what a what a what shit, a shit character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what's sad is I was so young when Episode One came out. I was twelve in nineteen ninety nine, or possibly eleven. Mm -hmm. It depends on what time of the year it came out. But I didn't hate Episode One. 
I saw episode one like three times in theaters because <laughs> I thought it was awesome. So I did not like it. You didn't? No. Okay. Because uh, I didn't get into Star Wars until they were re-released. Okay. And my dad and I went and saw the re-releases in the theaters as they came out. In 97? Yeah. Okay. And so then when episode one came out, I was fairly excited. I was not like a huge Star Wars nerd kid. Yeah. But I had a few of the action figures and I was... It was a big thing still, you know. Nothing like now. Yeah. But it was still pretty pretty cool. And I remember not liking Liam Neeson at all. Really? <laughs> yeah. I did now I thought now was, I appreciate him. Yeah, but, I thought he was one of the the most okay parts of that movie just yeah. cuz he's he plays that stoic old Jedi and mm-hmm. he's kind of a I think I thought he was a little too dry yeah. at the time, you know. I guess I as was, a kid, yeah. Yeah. And I, I hated Jar Jar. Yeah, I, too, I was. Man, I did too. I was old enough. I feel that it didn't. It yeah. didn't resonate. Well, I, you would have been fourteen, right? Yeah, or thirteen, fourteen. So you're at the age where you can. I think twelve. Still, you're you're still a little bit mm-hmm. able to be manipulated by fanboyism a lot yeah and still at 14 of course but i i feel like the cynicism starts setting in around that age where you can be like man this sucks Mm -hmm. (laughs) but when i saw phantom menace i thought it was badass and i loved episode one racer on n64 and have you uh have you gone back and tried to play episode one racer yes it's It's, extremely difficult it's so hard (laughs) i would love to master it though because i i think it's one of the, the one of the better racing games on N64. Yeah. Real quick, uh, since I mentioned my portrait, Dale did a wonderful Star Wars portrait. Ah, yeah. Also right, from yeah. Phantom Menace. Yeah. Uh, Darth yeah. Maul. Nice Darth yeah. Maul. He captured one of the uh, good parts about the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. Probably the best part in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah definitely. definitely the best and part I, part. I got the worst. So <laughs> we're balancing the force yeah. in the band yeah. here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what we do on a regular basis. Well, yeah. In my defense, you know, we could po- I could possibly get some flack for having not hated episode one when I was a kid, but uh, well, I still you said hate you, it. I would like to go back and watch the prequel trilogies or trilogy as a twenty-eight-year-old man and you and you see if I kind of go into it with my brain turned off to where I'm not looking for the flaws that everybody talks about and just no. re-enjoy yeah. them. And see if I really do hate them that much. Because I never hated them. No. Not any of them. I mean, there were parts where I was like, okay, you know, let's let's get it going a little bit. Because there are, especially in episode one with all the Trade Federation stuff and the Galactic Senate and all that shit. But, you know, the action sequences and... Yeah. I think they chose the worst child actor to play Anakin. Yeah. I hated him as a kid, too. I, yeah. I, I yeah. thought I could have done a better job. I was <laughs> you like, could have, I'm sure. And then, isn't he also in Jingle All the Way? That's the same kid. Is that the same kid? Yeah. I haven't I seen that movie that for years. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. is the same kid. All I remember All I remember is that within the last... I don't know, maybe two or three years, uh, the kid that played Anakin got arrested for drunk driving. So. Nice. Mm. Well, he's <laughs> also ripped now. Is, is he? he? Yeah, yeah, he's like a fitness dude, and he's uh, pretty jacked up. But uh, I remember the one line from that movie that, even as a 12-year-old, I thought was fucking stupid, was, uh, 
maybe not a line, but when he first meets Padme and asks her if she's an angel, mm-hmm. and that, you know, yeah. some of the pilots have seen angels on in a certain system or something, and I was just like, fuck <laughs> you, dude. You suck. <laughs> Plus, he's nine years old. Like, he should be, you know, dicking around with action figures. He was asleep. I know, but <laughs> he can pretend his little tools and stuff were action figures. Yeah. You know? he's, he's not going to be getting a boner for Padme yet, is he? You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think so. Yes. Yeah. I can't remember that much about being nine, other than liking to shoot hoops in my driveway. So, mm-hmm. But that was fun. So, How about artist searchlight time? Artist Searchlight. Yeah. John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Dale uh, Dale hasn't uh, uh, participated Dale hasn't in the new format here. Yeah. Okay. Artist Searchlight now. You think of an artist. You say it out loud. And we go around. So we, we gather our artists. Mm-hmm. And then... Another person has, has to. to... You are going to be talking about John Williams. The artist you choose, Bender I'll will be, be talking about... about. And then Bender will choose one that Nick has to talk about. Nick's choice, I will talk about. Oh, yeah. You have to talk about well, John Williams. I don't know anything about John. Well, Williams. hold hold that thought. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> that was the first we thing that came you out. You can't fill him in either. <laughs> so I'm, I can't even tell him who John Williams no. is. No. <laughs> so he's gonna have to go based off the name. Well, god damn it. <laughs> Well, it's so. It would be so easy to just be like, he did this. Yeah, but now you can't. Okay. <laughs> oh well, let's all pick our artists. Yeah. And then, okay, Dale, who's your artist searchlight? Oh, so I don't have to talk about John Williams? Not yet. Not yet. So you have to pick yours. Yeah. You pick one that I talk about. Okay. Just, um, just, just first any, thing that pops first thing anyone, your mind. You know what? I've been listening to a lot of Notorious B.I.G. recently. So right. let's talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I was thinking about Vendetta Red earlier today. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, I'm going to go Give with... Give him an easy one. I know. I know it's an easy one, but... I'm going to go with uh, Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> almighty. So, uh, I guess if you want to start with... Yeah, I figured. Well, uh, Celine Dion is a witch. Uh, <laughs> which is okay. You know, I have nothing against witches, but... Uh, mm-hmm. She's been practicing the Wiccan religion um, ever since she was, I believe, in her late teens. Um, And that's how she acquired uh, her singing talent. Because before that, she was unable to carry a tune for her Mm -hmm. life. She was virtually tone deaf. Yeah. So she, um, you know, heard, I guess, through a mutual friend, um, a friend of a friend kind of deal... That uh, if you make a deal with a witch, uh, you can be granted powers. Um, and uh, she wanted to win a local talent show uh, that was taking place at the uh, rec center where right. she grew up in Canada. And uh, she, uh, you know, went to the witch and, um, you know, kind of participated in a ceremony and gave her life to uh, the Wiccan religion and promised to practice it uh, forever or else be uh, cursed. Mm -hmm. Um, And she began to practice it and she uh, 
she got her beautiful singing voice that way, and the rest is history. And now yeah. she has uh, now her heart will go on forever, <laughs> right? And uh, you know, Celine, uh, if you're out there, I don't judge you. Um, in fact, I myself have looked into selling my soul uh, mm-hmm. for a little bit more talent. So, if there's any pointers that anybody can give me on uh, uh, kind of going over to the um, <coughs> the uh, uh, occult mm-hmm. side of things, yeah. um, I would love to uh, get involved in that. Definitely, so, yeah. definitely. Celine Dion, you know, beautiful singing voice, a witch, and, you know, um, she's, an, I don't know, I think she's possibly in her early 60s now? Maybe. Maybe mid-60s? Maybe mid-50s. Um, could be. But, uh and I don't find her attractive at okay. all. And that's not <laughs> you like her that's not against her. But do you like her singing voice? Her singing voice is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Do I you like a, do you have any Celine Dion songs that you enjoy? Uh you know, everybody knows the Titanic song mm-hmm. um, which is a little bit uh, on the cheese cheesy side. Yeah. I'm sure she probably has a few songs in her catalog that I would enjoy. Okay. But uh, maybe check that out. Yeah, I would. I would love to dig <laughs> through. Check out some <laughs> dig through her catalog and see if I can find something workable. Do you think that... she has anything that borders on maybe like punk rock? <laughs> Honestly, that was in my head. I was like, man, has has Celine uh, delved into any uh, you know maybe a rock and roll song, thrash metal, or mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She might have something a little rocking, you yeah. know, maybe bordering on Aerosmith yeah. mom rock or something, mm-hmm. you know, which I I hate Aerosmith. I'll go on record as saying that. One uh, yeah. one to ten scale, where do you rate Celine Dion? Uh, I would give her, well, her vo- she has a fantastic voice. Just an overall rating. Overall rating... Taking everything into account. Uh, 4.5. 4.5. Yeah. A 4.5 rating for Celine. And that's all um, based on her voice. Everything else about her sucks. Okay. <laughs> Except okay. the fact that she's a witch, which is cool, too. She's so, Canadian. She gets two... Well, she's Canadian. Okay, she gets two points for being a witch, two points for a great singing voice, and point five points for being Canadian. Okay. So. Everything else sucks. Thank you. That was Bob on Celine Dion. And now we're going to move over to Dale Jr. And uh, he's going to talk a little bit about John Williams. This is breaking my heart because I don't want to... John, he's actually got a lot going on this year. Uh Uh-huh. That's Uh, right. He really does. (laughs) But but the, the most important aspect of his career right now is he's... Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's going on tour with with Chumbawamba as the Chumbawamba oh reunion tour. Is that not right? <laughs> so he's got that going on. Can I tell him when we're done, hey John? When, when we're done, yeah. When we're done, we gotta tell him. We'll reveal Keep the going, real though. Keep yeah. going. He's got a new country album coming. Out. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> One of the funniest uh, moments he, of my life. He collaborated <laughs> with a, with a lot of very important and talented country artists. Yeah, yeah. Darius Rucker is Darius Rucker is going to be on Luke it. Bryan. Luke, Luke Bryan. Bryan will definitely be on it. It's going to be a incredible. Album, what was the right? single called? Uh, what's the single off of that one? Oh God, what, what I don't know what that one was called. Um, 
All we are are particles what a, in the stars. No, it's it's uh, an Arnold Palmer makes me calmer. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name. <laughs> That's right. They felt as if there were too many lemonade songs in the country yeah. uh, universe, so yeah. they really wanted to give some love. Well, there's you hear a lot about. I know a lot about country now, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, I work at a bank where they play <laughs> fucking country all day long. And I will tell you, sweet tea is mentioned just as much as beer. Mm-hmm. And beer Probably. is mentioned a lot. Yeah. Whiskey is mentioned a lot, but sweet tea is a big deal. Mm-hmm. M- lemonade is also mentioned. So... Yeah. Just Mixing kinda... those two together is a natural thing for John Williams. Yeah. And you got a little shout out to professional golf as well, which yeah, you don't hear right. a lot of in country music. No, no but I, I uh, suppose some country fans probably enjoy watching golf. We're going oh, out and playing. playing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's yeah. A, that's a... What, uh, what was the first uh, uh, encounter you ever had with the music of John Williams, Dale? <laughs> uh, it was about... <laughs> <laughs> this is about twelve years ago, I think, is the first time that I, yeah, that was, I, yeah, possibly. I, I heard yeah, any probably. of his music. Uh huh. Um, How did it make you feel? Yeah, it 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 filled me with glee. The first yeah. time I ever heard it, I, <laughs> I was too. just blown yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Most people are serious influence on my musical taste and how I listen to music. It, Completely changed everything. So All right, it's cool. funny how not far off. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, how would you rate John Williams one to ten? Just as a overall. Uh, overall. overall. Yeah. You know what? He. I'm gonna go ahead and he's an eight and a half. Okay. I'm gonna get an eight and a half. Okay. I would. I would go higher, but I. I respect the eight point five there. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Well, he he lost a little bit of little point. Here in Luke Bryan, <laughs> <laughs> he lost a few points on that one. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. <laughs> All right, so uh, John Dale. Williams, consider who you work with in the future. Yeah. Consider instead of going with Luke Bryan, go with Toby Keith next time, and we'll <laughs> we'll consider uh, taking you seriously again. From the '90s, Toby Keith from the '90s, right? And yeah, when we're talking. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Do you, do you know who John Williams is? Wait, wait. Let's no, <laughs> finish artist search light. Yeah, okay, all right. Finish artist okay. search light, and then we'll briefly touch on who John Williams really is. <laughs> so you're going to be talking about Notorious, Notorious B.I.G. Uh, who I know likes to be called Big Papa. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, he, he loves it when you call him Big Papa. he also... If you have mo money, then mm-hmm. you have mo problems. Right. Very um, true. That's that's about that's about my knowledge on Biggie, right there. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually heard that he wasn't as big as people made him out to be. That well, he was wearing he was well, wearing that's why a they fat called him suit. Biggie Smalls. Yeah, because he was really small, but he. Had a presentation was, of being big. Yeah. He was he about the size much bigger of bigger than the child on the front of that one album. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah. That's actually a, a portrait mm-hmm. or a, a picture of him a, without the costume. The time. Yeah, that, without yeah. the fat without, without yeah. like you know those like sumo costumes that you put on and do right. like sumo yeah. wrestling thing. That's <laughs> yes. pretty much what he had on. And it was like when uh, Kiss took the makeup off. That was how people reacted yeah, to that right. cover because like wow, when Kiss took the makeup off, they just became a bunch of Jews. 
Yeah, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> right. And that's yeah. coming from a half Jewish person, yeah. so yeah. it's not I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of Jews. Yeah. Um, up on I, stage. I, uh, I, in all seriousness, because I know we've had some laughs. Yeah. And also, I, I don't know a lot about Notorious B.I.G. I've heard a couple. You know, I've heard like the bigger songs. Obviously, mm-hmm. the ones they play on the radio, and I like it. But uh, if I if I listen to rap from that era, I really gravitate towards a tribe called Quest, mm-hmm. and uh, so I throw some Jurassic Five in there, yeah. and uh, I really like the Far Side. So maybe so, you. Uh, so I I could probably you probably like probably it. Yeah. like it if yeah. I just like sat down and listened to it more. Yeah. You know, maybe take the time. Yep. This week to listen to, to listen some notorious to B.I.G. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's everyone's you know, keep in mind that he's really small. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. whole time and and the fact that his voice sounds like that of a large black man. But, but also, it's really coming out of a child. Well, I'm gonna take time to listen to him, but I feel like if I'm gonna listen to Notorious, I would rather listen to Afro. Afro kid looks really oh yeah that sixteen year old kid that's I think his he's album yeah. he's well he's seventeen now, now but yeah, he's working on his album like mm. man I don't know him oh man it's so, fucking he's good. supposed to be like the the like savior a rap of prodigy huh. yeah. well maybe I'll take the time you take this the time week to Afro mm-hmm. yeah to do that it's an acronym I forget what it stands it's for it's some all. Right. <laughs> I don't know. He he's very talented. He's he like has a lot of influences from like a lot of like um, R and B and like the soul music from like the sixties and seventies over his beats. And, and then he very uh, cool. he his mother used to punish him and make him read the dictionary. That was if he ever got into trouble. That was his punishment was to read the dictionary. And it turned him into a super good <laughs> rapper. <laughs> that's that's a cool story. But yeah, t- this week I'm gonna take. I, I've got some Biggie downloaded on, okay. on my computer, so I'm just gonna play some of that. Yes. Where Listen. do you? How do you rate Biggie? Uh, in in my experience <clears throat> with him, I'm gonna go ahead and put him at like a personal six. Put him up at a six. Okay. That's fair. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's listen to the Ready to Die album. Ready That's my to favorite die. rap album okay. of all time. Let's all right. Okay. I'm going to talk about Vendetta Red. And the first thing that I think of is Vendetta Breadman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we once had a song. Which song did that actually turn into? Uh, did it become a song? Or did we use part of it back in uh, Sleep Star Ignition? Vendetta Breadman was, our, was, the, was uh, Matters of Heart material yes yeah it was uh i don't know if it was i don't think it'd be no because the forge was full moon dogist yeah um i think vendetta breadman maybe fell off honestly it did we once had a song that we were referring to in practice as vendetta breadman Uh, so that's that's the first thing that springs to I mind. I can't um, remember any of the other slang names except for Full Moon Doggist for the first album. Mm-hmm. Well, I know Gone Home was always Gone Home. Yeah. Boardwalk was Boardwalk. Um, I'm trying to think. Lunar Transmission had a funny name. God damn! Yeah, that's. I'll think. I'll meditate on it. Okay. But I don't want right. to. 
So, uh, Vendetta Red, actually, the band, um, I would say that they're, uh, they're up there with, uh, probably my favorite rock and roll acts. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, put out really solid music, especially their second album, Sisters of the Red Death. Um, and I think Bob will agree with me on that one. Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, Every pretty song perfect, is, really. Yeah, it's it's one of those once in a lifetime records where every single song is really really good. Yeah, and there's no lull time at all. After their first album, uh, they kind of fell off the map, and I remember reading in AP magazine just a review for Sisters of the Red Death, and the the little blurb um, above the review said. I think it was like comeback of the century. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's a pretty bold statement. Mm-hmm. Check that out. And then I did. And yeah, just lyrically intense, mm-hmm. just off the chart intensity yeah. as far as lyrics go and subject matter. Yeah. Blood soaked subject matter. I think know. possibly the lyrical content was maybe what held that record back yeah, from going mainstream. Because yeah. there's a whole song about castration. Yeah. Castration, rape, uh, uh, child abuse. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's, it. it's a lot of... Uh, it's, but it's, it's, not of glorif- cons- it's not glorifying those things. No. Because the characters that experience the, uh, you know, the darker side of this world get revenge. So yeah. <laughs> it's really a revenge kind of album. Uh, but Yeah, within uh, a religious setting. Yes. So, it's very good, very, very good. Uh, Phenomenal. So if, you, if you've not listened to Vendetta Red before, I would uh, I would highly suggest that you go out and do that. And yeah. especially Sisters of the Red Death, amazing album. I, One of the best sounding albums, too. Yeah, really yeah. And every song production. could have been a single. Oh, yeah. If it weren't for the lyrical content. Right. You know. <laughs> um, so, amazing there. Go listen to it, as long as you're not easily offended. And maybe if you are easily offended, you should just uh, fucking sit through it anyway. Yeah. And <laughs> maybe get over it. <laughs> get over your sensitivity and, and deal with it. And just yeah. listen listen to some great music. Yeah. Because um, they deserve to have your ears partaking of, of what such a wonderful album. Yes. And I hope that someday they return to their former glory. Mm-hmm. I heard some recent recordings and they were... Mm. Yeah. Once I just you... don't think the production was as good as Sisters of the Red Death. Yeah. So it kind of... When you go backwards from an album that was so well produced and sounded so amazing, it it makes it harder to listen through to the, to the actual... Um, quality of the songs yeah you want the production to remain the same or better so and i know my top three albums of all time i don't know after that the exact order mm-hmm. but i will definitely throw sisters of the red death somewhere in my top 10 oh absolutely i, I so. was thinking that immediately when when you mentioned um you know your favorite rock acts. Yeah, I just thought of that album as easily in my top ten, possibly top eight, maybe. You know, it. If I was you don't going take to, time to think about it. Yeah, you want to be conservative with the estimate because right. you can forget a lot of great albums. But the number that came to mind was that they would be that album would be number eight. Okay, so cool. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to take that and I'm going to give them an eight out of ten. Eight mm-hmm. out of ten. There Overall. you go. 
And the points that are docked there, I'm going to say, is uh, they're docked because not really doing much these days. Right. Uh, you don't really hear about them. They're not in the news. <laughs> and uh, uh, Vendetta Red, not in the news <laughs> anymore. That's uh. a, a, a big strike against them, Kev. <laughs> you got to be in the news. The band itself is an 8, but I, I believe... Sisters of the Red Death is a 10. I will agree with album. you. I will Scales, agree with you. So. Okay. Why don't we tell Dale who John Williams <laughs> yeah, is? Yeah, I'm curious. Well, why don't you play... Are you going to pull up a song, maybe? Well, I was just going to read... I have his Wikipedia page pulled up What here. if you just played a very famous John Williams okay. song? Maybe the most famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do that. It's probably going to be somebody who I know. You're going to be the, pissed. The name isn't ringing You're going to... You may feel foolish. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna be I'm sure I will. That's um, that's not an issue. That's uh, let's. This is a medley from uh, YouTube here. Let me get past the ad. Okay. Um, but, big reveal. Uh, big reveal of John Williams. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, so, like I said, <laughs> you know he's. So, uh, he's going on tour with Chumble One. <laughs> and he's putting out a country album featuring Darius Rucker and Luke Bryan. Yes. He, uh, he composed all the music for Star Wars. All the music for every all... Star Wars ever made. Yeah, I mean, he um, did that too. <laughs> he composed the music, the music for Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park. Uh, um, the original Indiana Jones. Su- Indiana Jones. Superman, the Christopher Reeve Superman mm-hmm. theme, uh, Home Alone. All the most um, famous movies. Yeah, close close Encounters of, of the Third Kind, Saving Williams. Private Ryan, like every Spielberg movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's he's an absolute legend in film scoring. Hmm. He's 83 years old, so we're lucky to have him for this new Star Wars trilogy, yep, and I hope yeah. he... He said, "I when I was looking for John Williams' uh, content to reveal to Dale once we finished uh, the talk there, um, I read that the new Star Wars trilogy, he has gone on record to say it has reinvigorated him. Wow. So, uh, John Williams now has more of a reason to live, <laughs> a little bit longer, uh, sort of like... I feel like maybe the Saruman character did that for Christopher Lee. Yeah. Because he really stuck it out. I mean, Long enough for us to write a song about it. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> you know, the dude lived to be over 90 years old. So, John Williams still kicking ass at 83, keeping it uh, down for the underground country music uh, <laughs> scene. Yeah. As well as scoring the music for Star Wars The Force Awakens <laughs> and the subsequent movies to follow. Well, we mentioned his age uh, and, and we'd, we'd like to talk about passing on knowledge on this show as we did with uh, the maple syrup story. Yes. And, and this one, I think that uh, John Williams has actually taken Darius Rucker on as his apprentice. <laughs> so when he so passes, Darius Rucker, Darius will be, Rucker, he will actually be in charge of the next Star Wars okay. uh, music that we hear. So. Okay, so he's in line. Yeah. But as long as John Williams is living, we'll continue to get John Williams. But as soon as he passes... Well, I heard a rumor that he might be stepping back. 
after this. <laughs> As I mentioned, he was he was. The next ruined. movie is gonna have a scene where Ray, you know, Ray and Finn see each other and he's oh I'm with you. Play in the background. Man, Darius Rucker. Yeah. Yeah. Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. As well Dan as Dan Marino. He was in that music video. Ah, okay. Well, because he says the dolphins make me cry, and Dan Marino was in the video. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Marino was also an Ace Ventura pet detective. He was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Surprised that didn't uh, sprout a movie career for him. Yeah, he could have yeah, been he like did. a he big wasn't, he action. He wasn't bad star. in that no, movie. I could have seen him in like a David Hasselhoff type yeah. of role. You know, moving forward there, <laughs> like a right. quirky action star yeah. where yeah. he's just like like he's an action star because it's funny to be an action star yeah at the star. very least he could have had a TV show yeah a TV 90s. show or, or had several cameos in a lot of movies like Hasselhoff does yeah you know? Brett Favre was the same way I mean he never followed up on that something about Mary <laughs> appearance I think <laughs> Dan Marino's part in, in Ace Ventura Pet Detective was a little more extensive than Brett Favre's yeah something about Mary yeah. but Brett Favre, his line used to crack me up in that movie when I'm in town to play the Dolphins, dumbass. <laughs> I just, I don't know why. It's just, uh, it's delivered in such a way that you know he's not an actor. But yeah. Yes. The line's funny. Yeah. <laughs> How about TT Boys time? Oh, I love TT Boys. Number one trending topic oh, right of now course. on Facebook. On. Bring it. What do you think? <laughs> You have any Star guesses? Wars: The Force Awakens. Well, it's Star Wars related, but it's not okay. just Star Wars. Okay. Here's what we got: Ronda Rousey, UFC fighter, shares photo of her stormtrooper costume at Star Wars screening. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I looked at that picture, and I I love MMA. I, I absolutely love it, and I I was an idiot that clicked on it. I was like. Oh, cool. You know, in my mind, I was like, oh, maybe she's going to dress up like, like Leia or something yeah. like that. It was going to be hot, but it was, <laughs> I, you wouldn't even know it was her. I was like, why is this even is a thing? Is it like full it's Yeah, it's a full her. thing. You can't even see her face. You can't, it's like, and it's, it's no like one of those, like, sexy five not a no. sexy stormtrooper. Not it's a sexy stormtrooper. <laughs> I'm not saying Ronda Rousey has to look sexy all the time, but... I was I was disappointed. Certainly, <laughs> she couldn't even tell it was her. Certainly didn't look sexy uh, taking that uh, kick. To <laughs> that was rough. That, was, that still frame is haunting. Yeah, but uh, she is a very attractive she uh, is. woman. She yeah, is, but, she uh, is. Well, that's what you can so kind of you can kind of relate yeah. that to the whole Gwendolyn Christie playing Captain Phasma and yeah, you know, people were like, we can't tell it's a girl in Star Wars. It's just like, why the fuck do you have to be able to tell? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's whatever. Well, if you're, if you come out of a movie going, that was a bunch of feminist bullshit, just die. <laughs> just kill yourself, because we don't need you anymore. <laughs> Ronda Rousey, though, I mean, she's got plenty of time to sit at home and make costumes now. Absolutely. <laughs> she probably didn't make yeah. it. She probably just bought it. I like to yeah. imagine she made it. She forged <laughs> it. Hope. She sat at home being a do-nothing bitch. <laughs> <laughs> as she talked about so famously. Well, Depressed about her loss. Yeah, she got that loss and now she I would That's like, what she gets. I think she'll... I think she'll... Um, I know she is famous for being very uh, cocky 
But I would say she's just supremely confident in her yes. abilities. And her favorite was... Dragon Ball Z character is Vegeta, and yep. she acts just like him. Yeah. And the thing about Vegeta is... He, he... does get his ass kicked. He all does. The time. All the time. <laughs> he's good, he but he's not people... Goku. Yeah. Yes. He, he, he always wants to be Goku, but he focuses too much on wanting to be better than Goku, not enough on being the best, the best himself. Be good, right. of himself. Yeah. Yes. He'll so, always he'll always take on like the middle form of the yeah. bad guy and beat the shit out of it. Yeah. But then, I I forget who I saw him fight against. But he, rather than winning the battle, he's so he's so self absorbed with his own power that he just allows this thing to turn into its final That's form. It's cell. Is it cell? Yeah. Because yeah. he fucks up cell, and then he's like, "I'll let you." you know, yeah. turn into your final form because I want that challenge because mm-hmm. he's so fucking confident and so not and so just <laughs> self-absorbed about how powerful he is and then the final form of Cell annihilates him. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then he gets butthurt. <laughs> yeah, and then he gets butthurt about it. So, <laughs> sorry, Rhonda. Uh, you might want to think more like Goku yeah. in the future. There you go. like Vegeta. So. Hey, uh, Kobe Bryant and Kevin Durant. Photos show players meeting for dinner before Thunder Lakers game. Oh, that's uh, cool. I like that. That's I could cool. see people construing that in a negative way. I wouldn't. <laughs> they could be like, well, they're supposed to be playing a game that night. They could be talking about, you know throw in the game or something, you know, Pete Rose style. What but... if photos had leaked of uh, those gentlemen having anal sex before the game? <laughs> <laughs> would that worry you as a fan? It would, because anal sex takes a lot of energy, and you want to be at the top of your game. But would you, you be worried that maybe, maybe that might uh, sort of imply some romantic thing going on, and then they yep. wouldn't want to play at their that's, best against each other. That's yeah. a conflict of interest, absolutely. Yeah. That uh, subject comes up in Parks and Recreation, mm-hmm. which I've <laughs> been binge-watching uh, over the last week and a half, two weeks, with uh, my lady. Oh. And, uh, it's a great show. Yeah, it's one of the best little, of all time, yeah. in my opinion. I would love to have um, a Ron Swanson tattoo like you have of the George Costanza. Yes. Butch does be. have... Ron Swanson. Yeah, <laughs> Ivy told me that, so maybe that. It's, yeah, Ron, I love Ron Swanson. Yeah. He's so you're, the best okay, you're okay with the meeting as long as there's no sex going on. <laughs> no, they can have, honestly, I don't care. Because the regular season, let's be honest, in the NBA is, it matters toward the end, and then the play, because so many teams make the playoffs in the NBA. Yeah. So... Uh, it the regular season's kind of yeah. well. Sometimes you harken back, and it's like, oh man, if they had done this back in December, you know, you go yeah. on like a five game skid, and that that yeah. affects like your seed position, the playoffs. Yeah, and... it's interesting. But Kobe Bryant's retiring after this year. Yeah, so it's the just... Lakers aren't good. Aren't yeah, they, haven't they won like they're, less than five games? They're <laughs> like, awful. They're not doing good this year. They're so. one of the worst teams ever. So it's not as if they're two contenders. Yeah, it's sort of like probably a master, you know, sort of Kobe Bryant taking the time to give some knowledge to Kevin Durant and tell him, look, dude, you have all these skills and you're going to be one of the greatest ever, but let me give you some 
free pointers because I like you and I think you're a good guy. So I, I have no problem with it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I think that they, I think it's uh, kind of sweet. And yeah. it's a touching story to hear Maybe that they got together. Maybe you just how to get off with raping someone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should say that uh, Kobe Bryant was acquitted of all charges in right. that case. So, in the eyes of the law, he's an innocent man. So, yeah. I don't know what happened that night. I'm not sure. So, I don't know. Um... Uh, if he what if he is a rapist, then fuck him. But I like to think he didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. But I like to think that uh, it's not like an OJ slam dunk where no. you're just like, yeah, he definitely <laughs> did. <it." laughs> he he like cut someone's head off and he's yeah. okay now. He's just... well. <laughs> now that we're talking about OJ, not to get off on a huge tangent, I remember my dad watching that trial religiously. Uh, in 94, and him being on O.J.'s side. Yeah. And being very happy when O.J. was acquitted. Huh. And then when I grew up, I realized that 99.9% of the population <laughs> is against O.J. and knows that he killed yeah. those people. And I'm starting to feel as if my dad knew that he was guilty, but was okay with what he did <laughs> and wanted him to go free. He's a hell of a football player. Yeah, so like, <laughs> that cheating bitch yeah. deserved it and so did her lover type situation. So yeah. uh, my dad will probably never listen to this, so I can say that. But uh, I still love my dad, but he may be a uh, raging sociopath who... <laughs> likes O.J. Simpson <laughs> and condones his actions. So, um, All right. Uh, <laughs> condones uh, the actions of a murderer. Did he I really cut not. one of their heads off? He nearly severed uh, the, the Ron Goldman. Ron Goldman, yeah. Nearly severed his head. Yeah, his head was nearly severed. So That's gruesome. That's yeah, what you do when you're... You're angry. <laughs> it's like I'm very angry. Being severed. Was he you. separated from his wife, or were they still together and she was cheating? I don't what? recall. Yeah, I. I, I, I can't imagine if you're at case. that point that things were good in the relationship. <laughs> if you're ready to cut someone's head off. <laughs> if they weren't actually separated, they. I, I would assume, like mentally. Uh, emotionally, they were probably pretty far apart at yes. that time. Yes. But I, I'd like to think that if I... Even if I was still in a relationship with somebody and I caught them cheating, yeah, I would be very bummed out and probably verbally get pissed. But I'd like to think that I would refrain from uh, murder. So Head severing. Head mm. severing is not something you want to get into. That is usually that is medieval. Yeah, as they say. <laughs> that is. <laughs> U.S. Mint coin erroneously struck onto a zinc nail to be auctioned. Okay. Well. <laughs> well. From watching a little bit of Pawn Stars when I was a younger man, uh, I know that there is a market for, um, I guess, fucked up currency, <laughs> for lack of a better word, uh -huh. like bills that come off the press and they're folded in the wrong way or printed wrong. There's a huge market because it, it happens 
it's very rare for that to occur. Yeah. And especially for it to make it into circulation because usually things like that are destroyed. So if this thing has, you know, was accidentally, you know, fucked up in the pressing process, I can see why somebody would want to pay top dollar for it. I myself wouldn't. Yeah, I, I don't want it. I've been surfing. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream that I, um, that I came into possession of another Michael Jordan rookie card, 86-87 Fleer. Uh, and I, I've been looking into possibly getting one in real life <laughs> ever since that dream. Just for the nostalgia trip, because I had one when I was a young man. But then I went on eBay and realized they're all, like, over $1,000 now. So, would have been a nice thing to still have, mm -hmm. but uh, my yep. dad sold it. So, another daddy yeah, issue you got, for me. Yeah, you got two strikes on dad <laughs> in this podcast alone. Yeah. He also sold my uh, Ken Griffey Jr. signed baseball. And, and you're uh, out. That's yep. three. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Ted Williams signed baseball that's gone. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. When your parents go through uh, uh, being sued... You know, all bets are off, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Jeez. So. Yeah. It makes me quite sad. Yeah. The the King Griffey Jr. card that... Uh, oh, man. That's I'd love for me. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to... I can't imagine his rookies that expensive these days. So oh, maybe yeah. I'll lower my expectations <laughs> from the Jordan to the Griffey and uh, get a nice upper deck Griffey Jr. rookie. <laughs> there you go. For, for, my, for my own Christmas present. You said upper deck, and it just made me think when you take a shit in the uh, <laughs> top of the toilet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, see, I, I don't go there. I think of baseball. I didn't hear about an upper decker until I was an adult. <laughs> but when they you know, blast the home run into the yeah. upper deck, that's always Well, exciting. of course, yeah. yeah. I, I know what you mean, right. but for some reason that popped into my head. Like, probably because I just watched McGruber recently, and he talks about... That's the first time I heard that was the first time. Decker, yeah. Yeah. They're at that party, and yeah. uh, he comes back from the bathroom, and he's like, I just left an upper decker in there. <laughs> <laughs> Take the top off the back of the toilet and shit in the top part. And put the, the, put the, the lid back lid on. back there. on and leave it. <laughs> See how really, long. Really bad. Yeah, Man, it really smells like shit in here. <laughs> <laughs> but the toilet's empty. Uh, what's going on? And then... Yeah. Clean go to try to fix it through the shit. What do you? How bad. long do you think it would take before <laughs> someone realized if you actually did go to a party? Say you're going to a Christmas party in the next week or so. If you <laughs> go in and take a nice <laughs> upper decker, <laughs> I bet you'd get away with it just fine for at least the night. You oh, would get away with night, it for, I bet for, for I bet the next day maybe they would find it. That's what I think. I would. I was gonna go a week. Yeah, you know, I was really gonna stretch it because. I've had smells that I didn't find for a long time. <laughs> One time at my parents' house, there was a smell in our living room, and I we couldn't find it for days. And one day, I, did, I had a really strong... I really wanted to figure it out. I went into Sherlock Holmes mode, and I walked around, and I found... I came... The strongest area was around these antique vases my mom had collected over the years and I uh, leaned over one and looked inside and there was a dead bat 
Wow. Inside a vase. And uh, before I could realize <laughs> what was going on, I took a big whiff. <laughs> oh. And it almost knocked me out. Oh, it boy. was one of the strongest smells I've ever experienced. It was... I had something similar happen um, at the house that Jess and I lived uh, lived in in Dayton. Mm-hmm. We were smelling uh, a smell that was really, I mean, it matched perfectly to, like, natural gas. Really? And we thought we had a gas leak, mm-hmm. and we actually called the fire department, and they came through and checked and didn't find anything. And several days later, I was cleaning, and was uh, I just happened to move a file cabinet yeah. And stuck between the file cabinet and the wall was a dead mouse. Yep. <laughs> and as soon as I got near it, it was like, oh, okay, that's yep. what that was. Rotting and, rodent corpses yeah. <laughs> so, are very bad. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, okay. How about this? Uh, we don't know shit. Okay. We don't know shit about... John Williams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dale don't know shit about Dale him. Knows. Now yeah. he does. Now he I, does. Yeah. I never knew that that was the guy's name. I knew that that guy made all those. You know, I, yeah, I knew he was you like, knew it was a centralized that, person. Yeah, that was his, his name. name now yeah. I do know shit about yeah. John Williams. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. Super divorce. Don't know shit about I eighty closed again Thursday morning in South Wyoming. Okay. Oh man. And That's I, the way I take to work every day. Every yeah. day, every day. Dale, what have you been doing from Wyoming <laughs> to to Lebanon? Yeah, every you, morning. Well, I remember recently you you uh, you had to go out there, mm-hmm. and uh, what was what was that for? Yeah, I don't I left remember. His base at home. Yeah. Well, I left my base at home, and I also had to get some milk. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, you actually got a new place in Wyoming. Yeah. 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 I uh, had to get a new place out there. Well, they have the best milk in the country. They do. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's a that's a fact. You so that's what took you out there, was the milk. Yeah, yeah. Ma- mainly, yeah. I love cereal. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm gonna eat cereal every day, as I usually do anyway, mm-hmm. I might as well have like top shelf cereals. Yeah. So, yeah. Wyoming was the place for me. And the best cereal, you need the best milk. Right. 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 They're equal, of equal importance. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. You gotta have like the pinnacle. And I eighty, there's of course no speed limit, so that's how you're able to make yeah, it back and forth. Well, it got day. the name I eighty from originally having a speed limit of eighty. Yeah. But the residents thought it's a very um, libertarian area. Yeah. And they think that putting a cap on how fast you can go is just. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's really. Right. It's America's autobahn, really. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And because it starts in Wyoming, they were allowed to tell the rest of the country we're going to extend i-80 across the u.s Mm -hmm. but it has to remain without a speed limit yes so that's how dale was able to get to work in lebanon every day from his place in wyoming so what's your what's your average speed when you're driving to work in the morning um average speed is usually i keep it around 100 just to be 
mainly just because yeah. my car is it can't mm. handle anything. Yeah. Do you ever that. push I, it a little further than that? Yeah, and my sh- my car kind of gets the shakes a little bit. Yeah, and I gotta kind of back off. You know, mm-hmm. you can yeah. feel Once your car. Once you get in that one hundred and five, yeah, range, you can feel yeah. the car basically telling yeah. you, please fucking stop doing that to me. This yeah. is not good. <laughs> well, the the temptation has to be there to get a new car just yes. so you can drive faster, I mean, right? Yes. Or to soup up your existing car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop that would, a, that'd be awesome. Drop some uh, NOS in there. Yeah, you know, take my hit, uh, my commute time down quite a bit. But uh, <laughs> so it was closed on Thursday. What did you do? I had to take um, back roads. There was detour signs. Yeah, mm-hmm. through the seven, eight, nine, ten states that I had to go through. To, and because <laughs> because I eighty was closed, all of your detour roads were um, they were made. Uh, limitless as far as speed goes. Yeah, so uh, I was going through like neighborhoods. Yeah, at a hundred miles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it was um, it was quite the experience. It's sure. ironic that uh, I-80 has the number 80 in it because I I hear for the time it was closed there were actually 80 deaths involving mm-hmm. pedestrians and cars going really fast. Well, yeah. there was a there was a. Uh, a migration there was a cow migration mm-hmm. that you know it made itself out onto the highway there and for those of you who don't know hitting a cow at high speed almost always results in the death of both parties yeah, yeah. the yes. cow and, and the, the loss of a lot of milk yeah. right yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, of course so. wyoming being known for its milk you know all those cattle that were just obliterated because of this closure. Well, yeah, it's a dry, it's a dry state, wall, so they can't drink alcohol. Right, so they drink, drink milk. milk, and this has really affected your economy out in Wyoming, mm-hmm. I hear. Yeah. yeah so it, it Well, is. and going back to the dry state, um, less little-known fact about milk, and the reason why people don't want you to drink an entire gallon of milk in what, what's the time that they usually say? Uh, I think it's five... Five, five seconds. seconds. Five seconds. <laughs> five seconds. Yeah. Well, you don't want to drink a gallon of milk that quickly because they don't want you to feel the effects of what milk really has to offer because yeah. it's a low level, it's a naturally occurring form of alcohol. Right. So if you chug enough milk, you mm-hmm. will get drunk. So and and uh, hallucinate. Absolutely. Yeah. It's sort of like absinthe mm-hmm. where there's, there's uh, things called immunoglobins in milk and... Uh, you know the naturally occurring hormones that the mother milk, the mother's mother cow's milk is, you know, goes into the uh, baby cow um, to uh, help it grow and develop its mind and mm-hmm. expand there's a real, its mind. I mean, there's a real black market for unpasteurized milk in Wyoming. Yes, yeah. and that's the why pasteurization Dale loves that process milk so much. is when you lose all of that. All those effects. All that natural alcohol. Yeah, all that natural alcohol. Right. And Dale has told us, you know, if you're on your ninth, tenth, maybe fifteenth bowl of cereal, you really start to feel it. You do. And Dale exclusively eats cereal. Yes. What makes it not true? The only form. That's your only food. Yeah. That's that's all I eat. Right. Strictly just cereal, and you'll add toppings on occasion because I know you love Skyline. Yeah, yeah, but sure, yeah. Because you only exclusively eat cereal, what you'll do is say have a bowl of mini wheats and just top it with a little Skyline chili. Yeah, and then pour your milk on there. Yeah, or some 
Captain Crunch, which I know you like to call Captain Coney's. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. Do. Yeah. My question is: Do you still do you like the mustard with the Captain Coney's, or do you go no mustard? You know, the mustard it it complements the milk in such a way. You it, it's it really is unbelievable. <laughs> you don't think you don't you don't think that it would be that good, but it is fantastic. Now I know yeah. when you add the the Skyline cheese. On top of that, of course, you have to do that. Uh, yeah. But I've heard some people complain about uh, what they call milk overload mm. uh, or dairy overload. I'm sorry, because you've got this milk and then the cheese on top of it, and then of course they've got all of the uh, all of the milk that they put in the Skyline chili as well. Huh. And so you get all of that thrown together. And uh, how do you deal with that? I mean, digestively. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't I um I don't know anything about that. I uh, I've I've never had any issues with yeah. you know. I've well, he has to buy a toilet every week. Bunch of oh, yeah. constantly <laughs> wrecking them. I believe <laughs> that the unpasteurized Wyoming milk, which has the naturally occurring alcohol, um, the alcohol in it actually um, neutralizes lactose. Yeah. So that's why Dale's able to partake of. These large quantities of bowl dairy. after bowl, bowl after yeah. bowl I mean, after constantly. bowl. I mean, we will be trying to practice, and Dale, you know, Still he'll eating he'll cereal. just be. Well, you've got you that know. panel on the back of your uh, your uh, your your base cab, yeah, yeah. and uh, you you always keep a few boxes of cereal in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. His base cab is very light, but whenever we carry it to to shows. You can hear some cereal <laughs> rattling around yeah. inside, and that's yeah. Dale's secret stash. I remember one time we were carrying it into a club, and cereal just started spilling out all over the ground, yeah. and people yeah, were we, very confused because around here they don't eat as much cereal as they do in Wyoming, and we had to explain to them mm -hmm. we are bass players from Wyoming, and it, oh, right. okay, why? Well, and the the club owner got really up in a in a big. We got in a little bit of a tussle about yeah. it because a lot of clubs don't like you bringing in outside food. Right. They want you to eat their food and drink their drinks, but Dale, being the cereal connoisseur... Yeah, what did you, you say know? to the guy? Or, do you have cereal for me? And um, Right. You know what? I um, I took him... We're, we were honestly... a about to fight we were like you know chest to chest it was extremely heated it was yeah. and i was honestly scared because i'm not a big guy and he was huge the way we diffused the situation is we poured the guy a bowl of, of this cereal with the, with wyoming, the wyoming milk we, we struck up a deal yeah like, and we man, and like, he tried one bite and man he he softened. and now up. you now you bring some back for him every time yeah I've got a deal with him and you know as long as i bring him a bowl I'm free to eat as much cereal as and I what's and you still he pays a markup on it, doesn't he? I mean, he pays a little bit. Well, because you're bringing the milk in from out of state, and you could get so. in trouble for that. It, it could, yeah, I'm sort of like a you know like a moonshine runner from the <laughs> right because <laughs> you have. I mean, pasteurization is a law in our state of Ohio. Yeah. So bringing in unpasteurized Wyoming milk is actually highly illegal. Bender, so. you being the big Star Wars guy you are, how fast do you think Han Solo could fly the Millennium Falcon from Wyoming to Lebanon <laughs> while also eating a bowl of cereal? Would it be less than 12 parsecs? I think it'd be, I think it'd be 
probably probably doing 15 parsecs. 15. Eating and driving is difficult. Yeah. Especially and that people. And, but but you, you do have to think, like, he's got a co-pilot. Mm -hmm. Chewie's there. But more than likely, Chewie's going to be double fist and bowls of Wyoming cereal. Yeah, because yeah. you know if Han's got a bowl, Chewie's, Chewie's got two. Oh, at least yeah. two. At least yeah. two. <laughs> Um, so and when Han did the Kessel Run, he wasn't eating cereal. No, so that's, that's a why he was able to make. Is it is Han horses. going to be distracted by all of the milk and cereal crumbs getting in Chewie's hair? No, not in. I mean, it's not his face. Right. Well, yeah, I just feel so. like if it's going on and he's crunching next to Han, then there might be a bit of hesitation. He's looking at him, and mm -hmm. you know, you could get off course. Well, not to mention, Chewie's got basically a mouthful of fangs so to chew cereal you really need to employ your molars a lot more you're not using your cutting teeth as much as your grinding teeth so it would be kind of a shit show for han I mean, he, to watch chewy just kind of yeah probably as much as chewy would hate it i'm sure three is there with a napkin yeah okay you know, so right. so that's how he's able to kind of keep things balanced so he's mm -hmm. able to focus on the road yeah. but also eat his you know his cereal you know and then because of the the effects of the alcohol they uh, they trip together right right you know and yeah. it's and it's a grand old time for everyone mm -hmm. until, until they wreck that millennium falcon because they're driving drunk <laughs> yeah that's because the they're thing. eating that alcohol <laughs> imagine but, if they but were... by the time they get drunk they've already made it to where they're going that's true yeah, i guess you're right you you, you could make an argument depending on whether you know, and we're talking about base. We're talking about the base speed of the Millennium Falcon. This isn't light speed. You can't right. go light speed in the atmosphere. Yeah. You know. So what if they would have had to navigate that detour that that you navigated, Dale? I mean, been, man. Yeah, that would have been trouble. trouble. They couldn't have gone very it's fast. A large no. ship. There's a lot of really sharp turns and a lot of trees too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of, that would not have been a good situation. Yeah. A lot of mountainsides and uh, mm -hmm. hilly terrain. So I'm quite yeah. sure they would be dead. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, I'm I'm sorry about that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad Dale was able to make it and con yeah. continues to be able to make it. Uh, yeah. From Wyoming to and enjoy all of his cereal. Yep. 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 And uh, hopefully I-80 will open back up for you soon. They need to clean yeah. up those cow carcasses first. Yeah. Because right. yeah. Yeah. that's a mess. Yeah. That's a big mess. <laughs> I hope big that doesn't happen here. Yeah. But yeah. if they if they pass the bill allowing the Wyoming milk to be brought into Ohio, we might see stuff like this happening here. And well, if we can cows. put the importance yeah. on that instead of having these marijuana bills and yeah. stuff, we need that you know, Wyoming milk, mm. first and foremost, and then we can worry about, you know, legal marijuana and so on. Yeah. We want that Wyoming milk legalized, so uh, write to your local uh, congressman and um, sign the petition that's going around. Uh, there's a petition on the internet to uh, make the Wyoming milk legal, and mm -hmm. uh, also to tie it into Star Wars, I believe the the blue milk from A New Hope that they're pouring is actually Wyoming milk because uh, they actually shot those scenes in Wyoming. Right. And um, which was kind of a shit show because Wyoming isn't a desert state. No. They actually had to deforest several acres yeah. and bring in just mountains and mountains and tons of sand. It was, and, uh, uh, it was kind of a slash and burn operation. Right. right. Yeah. 
Um, a lot of people lost homes and yeah, we we were confused yes. about that. We were yeah. like, why would you do that here when you could? Yeah, just as I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in the movie business. It, it had something to do with um, the type of sand. Uh, the type of sand that they brought in was more con- conducive to not. Uh, blowing around and getting in the shots and stuff and well, also that's, wyoming's a very calm state as far as wind that is a story that i heard uh initially but then i also heard that uh secretly the real reason they shot there was because george lucas wanted that milk every day and, that that uh, could very well be true and he said that we're gonna make this happen damn it and mm-hmm. that makes sense and they yeah. did now that's just speculation. So, but and he, after every take of that blue milk scene, George would walk up and and just down yeah. the entire container full of mm-hmm. that blue milk. So they'd have to keep making new batches with, you know, food coloring. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. And that's uh, stuff that we don't know shit about. Yeah. So. <laughs> I ate Wyoming. Wyoming on Thursday. <laughs> on Thursday. Oh, so it, it might actually be back open now. It could be. Okay. Well, it wasn't would, this morning. It wasn't because oh, yeah, okay. they were still cleaning up the, yeah. the well, cattle. Maybe, maybe you'll see on your way back home tonight. Yeah, maybe. Back. I hope it's open when you have to leave, yeah, so right. that you can zoom on home and yeah. not worry about those dark back roads that aren't <laughs> lit up yeah. properly and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Um, well. You know, safe travels after the, after the cast. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, go from that. You're just talking about uh, Star Wars. We can hit movies here mm-hmm. and just let everyone know that Dale has not seen I have not yeah, Force Awakens yet. We have yet. to absolutely <laughs> keep this spoiler free. The other three members of the band absolutely hate my <laughs> entire existence right now. I, I, even if you had seen it, I wouldn't feel comfortable talking spoilers yet. Mm-hmm. The movie just came out yeah. yesterday, mm-hmm. so... If if even reactions are spoilers to you and you want to go in completely un you know biased one way or the other, whether it's good or bad, go ahead and skip forward in the cast. Uh, but if you're okay with just a reaction, like whether we think it was good or bad, you can stick around. And uh, I think the cr- the consensus is, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm sure you've heard that it's getting overwhelmingly positive re- reviews. Yeah. And most moviegoers are extremely happy with the experience. And I'm going to go one better. I'm going to say I am reinvigorated by the Star Wars franchise and uh, can't wait to see what they do next. There you go. So you're like John Williams. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because let's be honest, you know, even if you didn't hate the prequels, they didn't have Han Solo. They didn't have Luke. They didn't, you know, have all the familiar characters. They they had 3PO and a version of Obi-Wan and a version of Anakin and stuff, but... I was just thinking about this real quick. I want to say this. Go ahead. On the original, or not the original, the prequels, mm-hmm. I think that uh, Ewan McGregor um, does not get enough credit no, because right. he was a part of something that a lot of people have a lot of negative opinions of. Yes. But I, I feel like if you talk to people and sat down with people who hated the prequel trilogy, if you just asked them, Ewan McGregor? Yeah. That they would probably be like, you know yeah. what? Yeah, he he did do a good job. Well, he, he absolutely 
nailed the uh, Alec Guinness Obi-Wan. I mean, he he took that original character and shaved off all those years and played what Alec Guinness would have been as a young man. I mean, he really... He gets the voice right. He gets the demeanor eventually when he when he matures and things. So there are redeeming qualities about the prequels. Um, you guys, I think General on, uh, Grievous was a badass yes. villain. Um, yeah. I, I love that. I think Palpatine was badass and Sith. I even though Christopher Lee's name was Count Dooku. Abysmal name. <laughs> but Darth Tyrannus was no better. No. But it's Chris Lee. Yeah. So come on. <laughs> yeah. Dale, you and McGregor as Obi Wan. I uh I have no problem with it. I uh in fact I love Revenge of the Sith. It's like honestly I wept during that movie. It's so good. I don't know times. if it's like my favorite like Star Wars movie, like you know, new one excluded, but I, it's definitely one of my favorites, including all six episodes. Mm-hmm. I, I That's a loved, strong statement. I love Revenge of the Sith, though. I think it was great. Yeah. Very exciting. And I, I loved the meme that came out of it. The, uh, uh, love can't save you, only my new powers can. That really... <laughs> as soon as that movie came out, I saw, yeah, I saw... Yeah, I saw... Like when I walked into Hot Topic, which was okay back then, I was only <laughs> I was only se- uh, eighteen, seventeen, eighteen, so I was still allowed to go into Hot Topic and still secretly do sometimes. But I saw Love Can't Save You, Only My New Powers Can on like T-shirts, fucking wristbands, and pretty much everything. It was it was kind of a mini cultural phenomenon. It was like the a really early example of a meme because mm-hmm. memes weren't a big deal in yeah. 2005 yeah. but it was a true meme actually so that's kind of cool oh i'm all for all for you and mcgregor good yeah. yeah i just wanted you and mcgregor to get his time in the spotlight yeah. here yeah because <laughs> i think bender's got a strong you and mcgregor beard you do from yeah, revenge yeah, of the yeah. sith yeah you do it, very much it definitely, it's got a very similar uh, color, similar mm-hmm. thickness, mm-hmm. similar length. I haven't, I haven't trimmed. I haven't been trimming. Mm-hmm. And Bender did, uh, for the longest time, uh, rock the Padawan braid. Yep. Which, uh, do you think you ever do that again? Maybe. Maybe? Maybe. It wasn't, uh, and Padawan braids uh, were a prequel trilogy phenomenon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I want to mention the music in the prequels. Mm-hmm. In the original trilogy, you don't have the... Oh my god, Jewel of the Fates. I remember that being that one, one of the greatest ha- pieces of Star Wars ever. Was it? That was on TRL, oh, yeah. Man. What a wonderful, wonderful piece by John Williams. Total yeah. Request Live. Duel <laughs> of the Fates is like my favorite Star Wars song. It's fucking excellent. It's and people so don't mention epic. people don't mention the strength of the music in the prequel trilogy. They it seems like you bring up the prequels and it's Jar Jar. You know, this <laughs> you know, all the all the negative things that you can pick at, but there really is some awesome stuff in there. Oh, yeah. So yeah. lighten up assholes. <laughs> <laughs> but the new movie definitely I think exceeds any of the I don't prequels, think you know, but... growing up watching the original trilogy mm-hmm. just 
just I just I loved it. I didn't yeah. know I didn't I I think I was too young to even really know why I loved it. Yeah. I just did. It's just, Star Wars it, it was so wonder completely different from anything else I watched at the yeah. time that I just loved it. And then when the prequels were coming out, you know, like I was at just the absolute perfect age. I think I was like ten years old probably. Yeah. And it was just like absolute fandom I loved them no matter mm-hmm. what when they came out and I still love them you know I like more th- I think more than any moment in the original trilogy I get chills when I think about the first time Darth Maul ignites both sides of his lightsaber yes. mm-hmm. when the choir <laughs> yeah. at the very beginning of Duel of Fates is just singing and he throws his cape off and ignites the lightsaber yeah. I was just like, holy and the tension, shit. the tension of having those force fields between them, where yeah. they can't fight. They can, they get a couple hits in, and then the the field comes down, and it it's just such a great build toward such a an awesome finale. Yeah, and uh, we talked about earlier how Nick um, originally thought maybe Qui Gon was a little too dry. But going back as an adult and seeing that, he's just sort of channeling Alec Guinness from yeah. the original trilogy. He's channeling he's that older stoic, yeah. you know, kind of grizzled Jedi who's very by the book. But he is also very rebellious towards the Jedi Council in a lot of ways. For training Anakin. Absolutely. Um, so Qui-Gon, you know, revisit Qui-Gon if you're not a fan of him because... He, he definitely, he has more to offer than people give him credit for as well. So I, I don't want you and McGregor just to get all the credit. <laughs> but, no, I, I agree. Um, He's uh, yeah. going back. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It makes me want to, I really want to go back and watch episode one, two, three, then the original trilogy, then go watch the movie. Like, I want to have That's a fucking Star right Wars day. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in the process of it, and it was kind enough to let me borrow his, uh, box set and mm-hmm. it's in you know chronological order and i am and it has the prequels in it yeah like, yeah good. and uh that's what, what i'm, I'm planning on doing i've got yeah. the the three originals to watch now i got through the three prequels i have to watch the three okay. originals probably tomorrow it's my day off and then cool. one day cool. go see the new movie i'll be in the zone ready to go and that's then next awesome. week of course we will uh we'll go into more detail about the new one yeah and we, we could yeah talk about it yeah i i wanted to give it at least a week and we'll yeah. still warn about spoilers for those who haven't seen it but man if you haven't seen it go see this fucking movie it's a cultural phenomenon, phenomenon that only comes only i mean we it's been 10 years since last prequel movie and what 30 30 <laughs> 33 years since, or 32 years since Jedi, so, yeah, it was 83, I believe, yeah. so 32, it's, a, we'll, it's, it's original trilogy good, yeah, yeah, you, you're gonna want to see this film, whether, um, whether you think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, or whether you just enjoy it, and you have a fun ride, you're gonna want to watch it either way, it's, it's fantastic, so, before we move on, I just want to say real quick, uh, one of my favorite authors, Joseph Campbell, who is um, all about mythology and uh, wrote a book that's very famous called The Hero with a Thousand Faces, is actually one of the um, 
inspirers of George Lucas to mm-hmm. write and make the Star Wars films. And in a, an interview with a gentleman named Bill Moyers in the early 80s, uh, they're talking about the current state of our society and how we've kind of lost um, a single unifying myth that all people can get behind. Mm-hmm. And in this, uh, in this talk... Moyers brings up Star Wars because at that, at that point it was well known that George Lucas was very inspired by Joseph Campbell. And this interview is actually filmed at uh, Skywalker Ranch. Ah. <laughs> and so uh, Moyers brings up Star Wars and he asks him, do you think um, there's anything going on today that could possibly fill the role of a cultural myth that all people could get behind that's not really separate like religion is, mm-hmm. but could fill that role? And uh, Campbell actually said at that point, I think that something like the Star Wars movies could turn into something like that because yeah. it's got all of those ele- elements that people need, um, and it has that, you know, those characters, just the uh, the cycle of the the sort of predicaments that people go through in those yeah. movies and history how, repeating itself, yeah, which which you kind of see light and dark sides yeah. of life. And characters on both sides that we can relate to. Right, which is... we all go through times of darkness and times of light in our lives. And it's, you know, um, he he said yes, he thought that someday it could, and I think it really has turned into that, because you you don't know anyone who at the very least doesn't know uh, what Star Wars is. Everyone knows what it is, even if they say they've never seen it. Or that they don't like it. Yeah, they 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 still know... know They know the famous lines. Yeah. They know who Luke Skywalker and who Darth Vader right. and Han Solo and yep. Princess Leia. All the famous characters, they have a general idea of who they are and what they're about. And, uh, you know, you go to a movie premiere like we did the other night and mm-hmm. you see that it is something more than just a series of movies. Right. You know, it, it really means a lot to people. and It's a cultural event. Yeah. It really is an awakening yeah, and well, you, you could sit, not to get too cheesy. No, but, but you <laughs> could sit there and, and kind of make fun of people and be like, "Oh, look at these nerds!" But mm-hmm. I feel like most people are excited about it, and mm-hmm. and I think that's pretty cool that you've got this huge yeah. thing that people can get into and they yeah. can take inspiration from it and and laying apply. your politics aside and your differences on you know religion and things outside and just unifying on one thing. Is, yeah, is and pretty badass Bender. We were talking about this a few weeks ago, um, and I know some Star Wars fans are probably pissed off about how prevalent it has become, but I, I think it's cool, Bender, that you had the view that, you know, you like seeing it everywhere, and then sort of, you know, just being injected into almost everything, from, like, fast food commercials to yeah. fucking car I heard ads. There's, there's, there's a radio car commercial about it there's the reds are having a yoda bobblehead night (laughs) for real (laughs) it's 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 star wars sports nights it's uh we went to a star wars theme night at a bar where Mm -hmm. they had a a band playing cantina songs all night it's star wars t-shirts it's star wars makeup it's star wars everything and i as a as a huge huge fan of star wars i love that every corner i yeah. turn 
there's more Star it's, Wars. It's not it? a hipster thing. It's no. an everybody thing. Yeah. No. If you want your hipster Star Wars, you can go into the comics and the EU and stuff like that and really get down and dirty with the video games. Which is what like I that. do. Right. Yeah. But with the movies, you get this sense of community with everybody's involved and... Then you can use that to introduce them to the other parts of Star Wars. I mean, we were at the... Lindsay and I were at the mall the other day walking around a department store, you know, looking for gifts for her mom and sister. And it was just like every, every section. There was little girls' Star Wars section. There was the young adult women Star Wars section. There was the young adult male Star Wars section. The boys' Star Wars section. It was... There was the Home Goods Star Wars section. Yeah. I mean, literally every part of this department store, somewhere there was a little Star Wars sign and a bunch of products. Yeah. You know, Star Wars blankets and purses and jewelry and yeah. fucking everything, and I love and this, it. And this, of course, it goes without saying, will ignite um, a whole new generation, oh, probably, yeah. of Star Wars yeah. fans. And, you know, hopefully that they do get introduced to the original trilogy, but if this is the first one they see, I think this movie, because of its strong ties to the original trilogy, it wouldn't be the end of the world to be the first one that you saw, and then you can go back and watch the, no, the original. No, if you saw... So, if, I, if, you, if I had kids right now, I wouldn't... I wouldn't hesitate... To take them to see seven right. before having seen the other yeah. ones, because the the genius of Star Wars is that no matter where you start, the goddamn story works. Yeah, yeah. you can watch four, five, and six, and then watch one, two, and three, and, and it makes watch sense. Seven. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. watch one, two, two and three, three, then four, five, and six, and it makes sense. Yeah, you can watch seven, and then one, two, and three, four, five, and six, and it'll make sense no matter yeah. what. So yeah, it's it's um, it really is. It's a force that binds us all together, and uh, gotta thank George Lucas for having the the uh, vision to follow his filmmaking dreams and make something unique like Star Wars, while also taking a lot from real life to make it relatable. Because we yeah. all know the stormtroopers and they're all they're based off the Nazis basically, yeah. and you know. And, uh, 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 another thing, you're tying people. With Joseph Campbell and yeah, well, you don't hear people bring up very often that George Lucas went from like American graffiti right <laughs> directly you know. to Star Wars. So yeah. he's going from kind of like a period piece, you know, comedy sort of deal, and that you know Abrams did a lot of that stuff, and now he's helming these huge big yeah. budget sci-fi epics and yeah. I was worried that he was going to be at the helm of Star Trek and Star Wars at the same time, and that would be kind of a conflict of interest, but it looks as if he's he's full-blown Star Wars, and his name is just attached to the Star Trek yeah. movies now. It's, he's not directing the new ones. No. no. I, I think executive producer or something like I that. I think that, that was like his demo reel for getting the Star Wars job yeah. now, so I'm okay with everything, and... Man, Abrams is, he's a Steven Spielberg guy, he Mm -hmm. loves Spielberg, and we all know Spielberg and Lucas were best buddies, they worked together on the Indiana Jones movies, you know, he, he knows the mythos, he, he, he's a fanboy as well, just like us, so it, it's, 
it's special to see this right now. And I, I made a Facebook post that was, what a time to be alive. Yeah. We're just getting so much awesome content from the world of movies and video games and what what could you not there's something for everybody out there mm-hmm. basically so bender uh any anything from the world of comics that we should know about well i caught up on most of the star wars comics the other day there's the there's a, a number of series running right now there you've got star wars and then you've got darth vader and then uh, Lando, Chewie, and Shattered Empire. I think Shattered Empire's over. Lando, Lando is on issue five. Chewie is going to be five. Is only on issue two, but it's going to be short, like five issues. Uh-huh. Star Wars and Darth Vader are in the high teens right now, but they are converging with Vader down. Uh, which is kind of a standalone series. And so I was catching up on both Darth Vader and Star Wars because those two uh, storylines will begin to tie together in Vader Down. Um, it's very interesting. A uh, couple things I really like, a couple things I don't really care for, especially being such a huge fan of the old expanded universe. Um, some of the things that they've done in the comics that are, you know, technically now canon, I'm kind of like, well, I would have had it another way. You know, for example, uh, there was a big fight scene in the Star Wars book where Han, Leia, Chewie rescue Luke Mm -hmm. from, like, a fighting pit, and they all had lightsabers, Mm -hmm. you know, because... Because the hut that had kidnapped Luke was a collector of Jedi artifacts, so... I think we brought this up last week. We, yeah, yeah, I was telling... Yeah, you brought it up to me it. Yeah. after Bender was, yeah, we, was I, gone. Yeah, you or were we, here, so I mentioned this. We brought it up during the podcast. But I couldn't remember the exact events that led to the Luke, lightsabers yeah, being Luke used. Yeah, Luke gets kidnapped. Uh, Chewie... And Leia go looking for him, meet up with Dengar, and then Chewie has to fight Dengar, and then Han... Oh, I'm sorry, it's Chewie and 3PO. Then Han and Leia burst onto the scene, save Chewie, and then they all three go save Luke, and R2 gives them all lightsabers from this storage facility, and so they're all... And I was kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really care for that. But overall, the stories are great. Um, aside from that Star Wars, though, because it's all we've been talking about, I am working on getting through Outcast, which is a Robert Kirkman comic from Image. And if you guys know, Robert Kirkman is the writer of The Walking Dead as well. Uh, Outcast is about demonic possession and it's being adopted into a television show for is it showtime? showtime starring um what's his name the guy he was in almost famous uh he was the main character in that yeah i don't and he know was his also, name but i can picture his face 
Known from uh, Wrist Cutters, which was a good movie as well. Looks just like the character in the comic. It's, yeah, it's I read the first, I think, three, and then have not gotten back around that's, to it. That's where I was for a long, long, long time, and I think mm -hmm. they're up to, like, issue 13 now. Yeah. And uh, the other day, I, I went from issue 3, I think, to maybe issue 9. Mm -hmm. Um and it's still, even still, on issue 9, they're still kind of in the very beginning stages of the story. So it feels like it's going to be a long, long ongoing comic, which I'm excited about. But I, as someone who's never read The Walking Dead and is not really into the show and stuff like that, um, from the moment I read the first issue of Outcast, Kirkman has a very distinct, really good writing style i mean yeah. i was i was wrapped up almost as much as being wrapped up in saga or anything else brian vaughn has written so uh definitely check out outcast the trade the first trade paperback is out second one should probably be out as well okay so those are worth it cool uh let's see I uh, asked Bob earlier tonight if he was caught up on wrestling, and he's not, so... Not caught up. I don't know if I can really talk about that right <laughs> now. That's, that's, uh, it's okay. It's sort yeah. of Star Wars week. So. Yeah. It's, that's all it's been. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wrestling's so, uh, still cool, though. We'll get back to it. Uh, oh, I watched the Ring of Honor pay-per-view last night, and... Um, uh, Christopher Daniels and Kazarian were both wearing Star Wars themed wrestling attire. <laughs> See, so, it's just yeah, everywhere. It's, like you said, yeah. Every facet of society. It's yeah. awesome. Oh, and uh, Andrew told us during a lot of the promotional tours for Force Awakens, they'd have a guy dressed up as Darth Vader, and it was Seamus. Yeah. 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 So. Seamus uh, was going around as Darth Vader a lot recently, evidently, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Uh, also playing either uh, Bebop or Rock. I think he's playing Bebop. Bebop in the new in the new Turtles movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> that we're not going to talk about much on the show. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank God they didn't give the Star Wars franchise to Michael Bay. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> he would have cast Shia LaBeouf as the new yeah. <laughs> main character. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Mark Wahlberg as a Jedi. Uh, let's head Gotta back. Gotta use to, the Force. <laughs> Come on! Use the Force. Come on! <laughs> let's head back to TT Boys real quick before we wrap up here. Some rapid fire. Hunter S. Thompson. Video surfaces of late journalist setting his Christmas tree on fire. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, surprise me. Nothing um, about Hunter S. Thompson ever surprises me. I love that's him pretty, so much. That's pretty tame for Hunter S. Thompson, yeah. actually. Yeah, I could, I could just that's picture like him. A, it like makes me want to go home and yeah, set my that. Christmas tree on fire. Like, oh, that's that sounds a, like fun. That's a chill day at the Hunter S. Thompson yeah. house. If it's a real, those things light up quick. Oh, too. yeah, it's they wild. burn really fast. Yeah, that that was always the most fun after Christmas activity. My dad used to cut up the Christmas tree and throw it in the fireplace <laughs> yeah. and just light that sucker up. Oberlin College. <laughs> Students say some campus food is culturally inaccurate. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Well, they so, better take that up with Taco Bell, because yeah. evidently <laughs> all Mexican food in the U.S., even is, the good one, even yeah, the good Mexican is all inaccurate. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah, go so. and have real Mexican food in Mexico, I've heard it's extremely spicy. The flavor, it's not that salty, so the flavor is, like, way not what you're expecting, and a lot of people hate it. <laughs> so. I've, uh, I've, I've been to Guatemala, and I've had food in Guatemala, uh, and it is delicious. I love uh, it. And what you're saying about the, like, the saltiness aspect mm-hmm. of it is very true. It's, like, their, their meat is, like, just let the meat taste like the meat. Don't add anything right. to it. So it's, like... I guess, like, you know, us Americans would like, oh, it's bland, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's good meat, it's just, that's what it tastes like, and they put, um, black beans is, is served with every meal of the day. Mm-hmm. Breakfast, you get black beans with your eggs, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> you get black beans with everything. I love you. black beans. Oh, so do I, <laughs> so do I. Black beans it's, and eggs sounds great it, right It is now. good, it's very good together. <laughs> I think know? all you need to know about these, these sort of, uh, you know, taste sensibilities of Americans is the fact that A1 sauce exists <laughs> and that yeah. some people go further than that and like dip their steak in ketchup you know uh, so or have a big melted melting piece of butter on the top of their steak or hollandaise <laughs> sauce I mean, butter I butter I yeah, can I, I can get can down butter that. on the steak though I can get down yeah. that not hollandaise sauce it's, it's hollandaise, hollandaise sauce is just egg yolk it's <laughs> fucking nasty man I don't if you like hollandaise... I have to make it at work now. I'd love to hear somebody make a case for liking hollandaise. <laughs> Convince me. Seriously. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. Spring Hill, Tennessee. Photo shows nativity scene painted on windows of local McDonald's. I do know some McDonald's can be like a franchise, yeah. like privately owned. We yeah. have one that comes into my, my work that banks with us. If that's what they want to do at that particular McDonald's, then that's I really don't give a shit. I don't care. I'm keep slinging burgers. I'm a staunch atheist, like borderline militant, pissed (laughs) off. I will fuck your life up about religion. I feel like if you're going into McDonald's, yeah. That shouldn't bother you no. too much. You know, it honestly doesn't. Your worries. It doesn't bother me when people say "Merry Christmas" to me either. I, I mean, just, I don't. Whatever. I don't care. Who cares? Yeah. If that's what you want to say to me, and hey, if you want me to have a Merry Christmas, then even if I don't celebrate it, I you know that's like a have a good day on the twenty fifth of December. Yeah, exactly. So I will. So, right. We'll have so. a nice. I kind of celebrate Christmas. I. The main reason I don't do it is honestly more because I'm financially strapped. <laughs> mm-hmm. But also, I don't believe in the mythos or anything. I think it's a joke. <laughs> but uh, the tradition's fun. It makes I, me feel well, like a kid. A, and I do. Point, it's a societal tradition. Right, yeah. it's an American holiday. I, Let's just look at it as yeah. that. Take the religion out of it. Fuck, it's not about Jesus anymore. And if you call that a war on Christmas, then fuck you. Yeah. I will, I, seriously, I think we should make a real war on Christmas now. <laughs> and just give in, just be like, fuck it, yes, there is a war on, on Christmas, we're going after you. See, I don't want no. a war on Christmas because I like it too much. <laughs> well, what um, about a war on the traditional Christmas and just, you know, a lot of people would see like, your Halo Master Chief helmet on your tree and be like, that's not 
Christmas. That's yeah. Well, that's my Christmas. Well, having a tree in your house is a... They ripped that straight from a pagan tradition. Yeah. So. Fuck off. Carrie Fisher, to close out with more Star Wars. Yeah, that's all it's about. <laughs> Actress says she gave Star Wars co-star Daisy Ridley dating advice while on set. <laughs> I believe that. Carrie Fisher is a... Uh... She's probably a, uh, a wily old gal. <laughs> I don't see her getting old and just shutting down her libido. She probably gets laid constantly. <laughs> She's just that kind of woman. When you get to know her in real life or see interviews with her, she's a fiery yeah. little thing, and it's cool. She's, Firecracker. She's a strong, strong woman, and she's an excellent role model for for young people growing up and... I, I loved her interview that she did. She did some morning show, and man, she just stole the interview from the woman and was, you know, talking about how in Hollywood it's hard to get roles when you're over the age of 50 and, you know, all this stuff. <coughs> in her grovelly, yeah. Carrie she Fisher voice. voice. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess she smokes, because why else would you sound like I don't that? Know. <laughs> I mean. But I, I love Carrie Fisher. She's she's awesome. So yeah. Anything she I does do. is usually pretty awesome. So and if she gave Daisy Ridley dating <laughs> advice, I'm sure it was awesome. Advice. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Probably very to the point and uh and uh kind of like that crazy aunt advice. I yep. would imagine <laughs> it wouldn't be motherly. It would be like you know. Uh, you gotta. You she know. probably just, you know, you know what you do. You this is what you do. You just go on dates. You just, just date, go just on a bunch of it. dates, and uh, if he wants to bang, just bring a condom. Just uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why don't we uh, recap the show real quick? What did we talk about today? Dale doesn't know who John Williams is. He does, well, he now. does now. I know, I know who he is now. We educated him. On... I did not know him by name. Right. Um, this podcast started. Now I do. <laughs> We did talk about Star Wars, but we kept it spoiler-free. Yep. And, uh, we were very good about that. Yeah, there not even a single slip. No slips. No even almost slips. We talked were good. about Celine Dion. Milk. Celine Dion. Yep. Notorious B.I.G. The we Dead of Bredman. We Bredman. don't know shit about uh, I-80 being <laughs> Because of the cattle migration. We all alcoholic we do, milk. however, know about unpasteurized alcoholic <laughs> milk. And uh, that Han Solo would be okay flying the Falcon from from, from Wyoming, Wyoming to Ohio, to Ohio. while yeah. drinking, well, while eating cereal, cereal with the alcoholic yeah. milk yeah. on it. As long as he doesn't have to take the detours. Yeah. Dale eats only cereal. That's it. Yep. Yep. Uh, with various other toppings, like Skyline shit. We just make every meal into a bowl of cereal. We're very pro Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan. Yep. Yep. And we do like uh, Liam Neeson. Absolutely. Yeah. General Gun. Grievous, honorable mention again. Yes, my, my favorite character in Battlefront Darth Maul tops General Grievous in my opinion. But yeah, I would say so, but Grievous is a cool character. Yeah, it would be cool. nice to see him fleshed out a little more. And we're not going to add any more to our album. We're no. <laughs> right. Our album stays as it is. We're just going to wait for it to come back and send it off to be mastered. And, and then we'll get it to you guys. Yep. And then you'll have it. And you'll listen to it. Yep. All right. All right. And uh, we'll be back next week, of course, and uh, probably talk about our Christmas time. And, uh, yeah. Yep. 
talking about Christmas, possibly go into a little bit of spoilers for Star Wars, but we will, like I said, warn you guys before we go into it so you don't have to, if you haven't seen it by then, but make it a point to see it, please. See it. Go see the movie. And have We're not being paid. Have yourself a happy, Disney. <laughs> happy holiday, and I'll even say have a Merry Christmas. Have a Merry Christmas. So that you don't have to vote for it. Donald Trump now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just start saying it to make that point moot. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, to play us out here, it's a good song, huh? Yes. I hate <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas! Bye, guys. <laughs> I'll give it to someone special.